Hi, my friends. Welcome to the Fresh Life Podcast. My name is Leah Peeper, and gosh, this is going to be such a sweet episode. The last couple weeks, we have been talking about the generational differences that exist in our culture and our church today. And this has been such a good conversation for us to have, and we've heard from a few of you just who are realizing that you do have these generational biases, whether that be older to younger, younger to older, and getting to a point where we are addressing these can help us be more self-aware and move towards the other in pursuit of unity like God calls us to. So pull up a chair. We're going to dive right into this episode because we want you to get all of the wisdom of how we can be bridging this gap to pursue unity. So let's go. We want to welcome you today. This is Lisa Brown. I will be your host, and I am joined by Tara Weekamp. Hey. And Leah Peeper. Hey. This is the Fresh Life Podcast, where we are actively seeking to shape the next generation through life-on-life discipleship. And if you have been joining us over the last few weeks, you know that we're currently in a three-part series talking about the generational differences. We want to be women who show up for each other. It's relationship. It's fellowship. It's discipleship. And it's ultimately not for us or for other people, it's for Him. We reflect God's love when we care for each other in a personal, life-giving, honoring, God-honoring way. So as we get started, I thought it might be helpful to kind of recap over the last few weeks some of these differences. Leah and Tara, could you kind of go back a little bit and do a little brief review? Yeah, I think in the last couple of weeks, we've kind of dived into this idea of differences between Modern and postmodern is kind of what we have um, classified them as, but just the reality that we live in a world that has a generation that grew up one way that is seemingly very different than our current generation that we're raising up. And so one of the differences I think that um, we've touched on is the difference in how we we do our time or manage um, our resources of time and um, just valuing structure. We know that the older generation does that. They value time, not in a way that is late or early or anything like that, but they just value promptness or they value um, other people's time. And um, this newer, this younger generation, what we see is um, they like fluidity. They like flexibility. They like to be able to restructure their time differently. They like the the option to opt out if it doesn't seem to fit their goals and their values in that season. Um, so it, it creates these rubs. That's just one example of these two generations, but we've found that they, these different values create rubs between the generations a little bit. Yeah. We know that the postmodern and the modern women also learn very differently. My generation, the younger generation craves realness with their people and they learn best from stories so Mm -hmm. whereas lisa's generation would love a lecture a powerpoint but that just turns my generation off yes Mm -hmm. it's more like we come to the table wanting to be a teacher student relationship Mm -hmm. and you come to the table truly wanting it to be life on life where you're like both collaborating you're both giving you're both you know, in it. It's not one giving something to the other. Mm -hmm. It's, it's mutual. Yeah. So it's so interesting looking at these differences, isn't it? Just Mm -hmm. the way we um, value different things and the challenges that that brings. You know, when we were at this last Be Refresh retreat, I was so struck by 
when we start talking about the differences, how it just makes us uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Like it kind of hits a nerve because it's like, we like our way Mm -hmm. and you feel a little defensive. Like you want to protect that that's still the way. Mm -hmm. And I think what's so precious about these conversations is that we start to realize it's not wrong. It's just different. And if we see it as wrong, we're really going to keep that divide. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's really what we want to talk about today. Why is it so important for us to recognize these differences? I think recognizing the differences is the first step to coming together. Because Mm -hmm. if you don't know where you currently are, it's hard to know what bridge to cross, you know? For sure. Mm -hmm. I liked how you said too, Lisa, like there are differences and it's not right and wrong. They're just different. And I think when we can term them that way and we can recognize that one one group might do life a little differently than the other, we can start valuing a little bit more the things that we naturally don't value too because we understand or come, we come to see how they might be seeing it. Whereas if we just view it as right and wrong, we stop even trying to learn from one or the other generation. Um, and then also like, As we recognize the differences, what we tend to do is we tend to try to clump them into categories anyway. And I think one of the things we've talked a lot about is not only recognizing the differences, but also like learning to really appreciate the differences. Where, what are the things that the generation that I am not currently in have to offer for me? Or what are the things that they learn that currently in my generation that's just not something that's common anymore. And understanding that we can grow and learn from one another is really valuable. Um, I think that's one of the things that we've seen when women start to really grab a hold of that idea of not only recognizing the differences, but really starting to kind of say, hey, there might be some value even in those differences, not just that here's our camp, here's your camp. That's when these women really start to love each other well, I think. Mm-hmm. I feel so grateful for the younger women in my life that have challenged me Mm -hmm. and to realize that, you know, there's a lot of ways of doing things and I can learn so much from them. And I feel like my life is so much richer that I've been able to just stop and learn and have these younger women, truly my friends, that Mm -hmm. I have more layers to my life and they laugh at me sometimes because I know I'm (laughs) in that generation and I can laugh some of their things and we don't think each other's wrong. We just start to just kind of celebrate it. Mm -hmm. There's just another layer to your life when you can do that. But how are these differences showing up in the church? Yeah, it's really interesting because I think in our church today, what we see is we've tried to create spaces for each of the generations to really maybe come together in their generation or to thrive in their generation. We've tried to create programs and structures that actually separate out these so that people can be next to the people that do life like them, which is really nice and very comfortable for us. Um, but as a church body, I think how it's affecting our church today is that we aren't seeing a lot of places or spaces where the older generation and the younger generation can connect or can get to know one another or be in relationship with one another. And so the natural discipleship methods or the natural ways of women speaking into or pouring into another woman's life are harder to find because these younger women don't even know the older women they might talk to. And the older women have no idea who the younger women in their church are because we've we've effectively separated them into their categories and given them 
pieces of the church to enjoy. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I've actually seen that lived out. I was in a Bible study this last summer and saw a group of older women when a younger woman came over and said, can I sit here? They say, oh, oh, honey, you go sit with people your age. And they actually turned her away. And so I just thought that they just are being so considerate, thinking she would enjoy people of her own age. Mm -hmm. But I thought, what if that young woman was looking for someone who could invest in her life and she was intentional about going to that specific table to ask if she could sit there and she got turned away. Mm -hmm. And so we're just missing the boat when we don't see this as a way to really connect with each other. I mean, when you look at scripture, you know, it is so clear that we are called to bless and to look out for each other. I mean, we are a family. It's the body of Christ. Not only the different gifts that we have that are different, but the different ages and the different generations are all part of that. And mm-hmm. so we just miss out really on the blessing of utilizing the body the way God intended when we just keep that distance. Mm-hmm. And you said something really good there, Lisa, about just they were probably being considerate mm-hmm. and trying to be respect and hoping that she would enjoy her space someplace else. Mm-hmm. When in reality, that may have been something where she was really hoping to move into a relationship with an older woman. And so we do this. I don't think we do this in a way that's trying to be selfish even. I think we just do it. And um, the older generation, I think one of the things we have talked about is the fact that they don't always see what they have to offer the younger generation, or they might not think they have anything to offer when it comes to discipleship and mentoring. But um, one of the things we've talked a lot about too is helping people see that they they can offer what they have. And the, the younger generation is very excited to have relationships with older, the older women in their, in their circles. If we could always be thinking, how can I add value to that person's mm-hmm. life? I think we would be thinking so differently. Mm-hmm. But either out of insecurity or just a lack of understanding who God has made us, we don't think that we have something to offer. Mm -hmm. And so the more relationships I have with younger women and the more they even speak into my life of the things that matter to them and what they're thankful for, it helps me know what I have to offer. Mm -hmm. So we need those different relationships. And, you know, hopefully we're doing that the same with the younger women speaking into their life, calling excellence. Mm -hmm. um, But they also do that to us and we can't underestimate that. Yeah, absolutely. So there's so many differences in the church today, we really have moved away from the intergenerational way of connecting because we're in small groups. We're kind of in silos as far as an adult ministry, a young professional ministry, children's. We really are not in a place, unless you're a really small church that does everything together, mm-hmm. to be in those intergenerational relationships. So what we want to spend our time mostly for this third um, episode today is really talking about the how. Mm-hmm. How do we bridge the gap? I think with any anything that we've ever talked about with discipleship, one word that we continue to go back to is intention. Mm-hmm. If we aren't intentional in talking to someone who's older than us or just getting in spaces where they might be, we're not gonna we're not gonna be able to bridge this gap. You know, mm-hmm. so I think. We need to carry some of that intention that we are constantly talking about and shift it maybe away from all of this energy towards people who are like us, who look like us, who are the same age, same lifestyle, and start looking for somebody who's in the next life stage, who's maybe two life stages ahead or whatever, um, and trying to get around them, I feel like is a good first step. 
Mm-hmm. I think adding to that, having the eyes, we have to ask the Lord to do that mm-hmm. and the Holy Spirit because that's, that's not it. in our natural inclination. We're just comfortable with people who look like us, who are in our life stage, who value the things we value. It's not comfortable to, to really like bridge that gap. Mm-hmm. And so praying, just truly asking the Lord, Lord, give us the eyes to see the people who you want us to invest in mm-hmm. and spend yeah. time with and love on. Mm-hmm. And let us have your eyes to just do that well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's such a natural thing and it's such a supernatural thing. And it's really like the most exciting thing to me. It's like, that's where I get mm-hmm. so much energy is when he does bring those people and you know, it's him, there's just mm-hmm. nothing greater. Yeah. yeah. With that, when I was thinking on this, um, I was thinking back to when I was in my twenties and I remember knowing my need for older women in my life and knowing my need for people who've kind of gone before me on certain areas and asking good questions of them. But one of the things as I was, um, reconsidering, and I think that in my thirties, I really experienced God humbling me in this and, and still humbling me to learn this, but I tend to decide in advance who is worthy of offering information to me or insight or leadership principles like I have already determined. And I think one of the things that um, God has been showing me in this season is how often he uses the people that we least expect or the people who have so much to offer us um, maybe are not who we've already determined they are, you know? And so there's this element of seeing people like you're saying, Lisa, with the eyes that God has for us. And I think it's easy when you're in your twenties, at least it was for me. It was like, I kind of thought I had a lot of it figured out. And I kind of thought like, Hey, I know I need help, but I need help in this area and this area, and I'll go get help in those areas. But one of the things that I see so often is that we don't know what we don't know. And so how on earth can we be a judge of something, whether that be who can mentor us or what the information is that we need, if we don't know the thing we need most, you know what I mean? And so I think that's one challenge I would have even for the younger generation is like, as we look for people, as we're talking about stepping out, be really open and flexible and try to put aside any preconceived ideas or judgments on what it is you deem worthy of your time and energy, but rather try to say, oh, that person said this to me. Let me ponder that a little bit more than I may have a week ago or whatever it was. And so I think that's one of the things that God has been teaching me in that. And I hope to continue to grow in. It's just this idea of what does he have for me and where am I seeing that in every space of my life? Not, not just in the places I go look for it. Yeah. I think you're totally right. I think humility is like what leads the way in bridging this Mm -hmm. gap for both sides, you know, like we need Mm -hmm. our hearts to be ready to (laughs) be corrected or just to learn, but we also need humility to learn something from somebody else that you may Mm -hmm. not have, you know, thought of before. Um, I think of my friend Larissa, our sweet friend, you guys both know her, um, just throughout our residency, she would always talk to me about going to the senior prayer morning and just loving it. Mm -hmm. And it was like, why would she love to go hang out with some of these older people, you know, but she just gleaned so much from it. And I watched her grow in wisdom just by being around people in their 80s and 90s <laughs> regularly. So that's so wise of her. Mm-hmm. And just think of how they love her and the gold that's in that room. Yes. And when she taps into that, she is struck 
a treasure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. And so that's what she wants. And we just don't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think great examples in scripture teach us so much. When you look at Ruth and Naomi and their relationship, mm-hmm. and one of my favorites is the relationship between Mary and Elizabeth. And Elizabeth just teaches us so much about humility. I mean, yeah. when you think about her relationship with Mary, they were both in really unique situations. You know, Elizabeth being older, finally pregnant, that's a really big deal. Yeah. And she didn't make it about her when she was in that relationship with Mary. She just put herself and all of her big stuff aside. And she really had her eyes on Mary and her situation. Mm -hmm. She wasn't competitive with her. She just wanted to love Mary well. Mm -hmm. And I just think so often we think it has to be this big, serious relationship when I almost wonder if Elizabeth just did small things well. So that when Mary found out she was pregnant and the Bible says that she ran to Elizabeth, Elizabeth must have been doing things that gave Mary trust and that she Mm -hmm. cared for her and that she was for her, that she would run to her. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes it's just the little things like maybe going to that prayer meeting and those seniors just listening and bringing a little treat to them or, (laughs) you know, you just think you don't know what those little things are, Mm -hmm. but when the big things come, that younger woman's going to know you care for her and that you're for her. And that's going to be a lot like what I see with this relationship with Mary and Elizabeth, that Mm -hmm. those are going to be the women we run to when we are in those places. Yeah. So I don't know if that makes sense, but I just think that is just a beautiful example of when you talk about humility, it just reminds me of those relationships. But so Leah, I'm just curious, how might an older woman's insight, prayer and practical help encourage a younger woman? So many ways. Oh gosh, this is such a good question. But I think like from my own perspective, just knowing that an older woman like is thinking of you, loves you, is praying for you can help me. Like, oh, that just like puts wind in my sails. Like you talk about all the time is just seeing a woman like being supported um, is really powerful and helping them walk out godly. I mean, I always go back to that Brene Brown. It just struck me so mm-hmm. much is we all want to be loved, seen, and to belong. Mm-hmm. And when it, an older woman sees me even and like sends me a text that she's praying, you just don't feel alone. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. You belong. Mm-hmm. You're, you're being seen. You're being loved. It's like yeah. that's what each of us have. Absolutely. And so I don't. I just think you can't underestimate the power of these relationships. Mm -hmm. But then in the same question, Leah, how might your request for help bless them? Yeah. I mean, I think just from older women that I've gotten to connect with, knowing that they're valued um, puts wind in their sails. You know, they, um, they long to know that they still have something to offer me reaching out and saying like, Hey, I I see something in you um, just empowers them to live Mm -hmm. And godliness yeah. similarly. I mean, yeah. I, I know y'all know I'm just so into this, but there's just <laughs> nothing greater to, than to see that woman mm-hmm. come alive. Yeah. And I think I've mentioned this in other episodes, but there's just this mystery of how God created us that we are meant to be in these types of relationships in, in genuine, authentic, real relationships. And when a woman taps into that and starts to see what God has given her, she truly starts to fly. And, you know, I mean, it's just to see women thrive and grow and know they have something to offer. Mm -hmm. It's like we're living the life he's intended. And Mm -hmm. it's just this great thing, isn't it? Yes. And I think I'm always surprised at how little it actually takes. You know, I think that there's been times when 
I've invited someone to help lead a Bible study or I've told them, hey, you could, you could do that. And I'm thinking absolutely nothing about it. I just see them as a person who would be fantastic at helping facilitate something. And that invitation or that like calling out of greatness for them puts into them this experience or this piece of how God's wired them that when they come alive, it just didn't take much on my part, but it helps them see themselves totally differently. And then the growth that happens out of that, I think I'm always surprised at how simple it is. I think big words we use, Leah said it earlier, intention. Mm -hmm. And then another one is the power of an invitation. Mm -hmm. We can never underestimate again how powerful that is. And again, that they are seeing that you see something in them and that you're calling that out. And when they step up, there's just something God does. It's just that mystery and that beautiful Mm -hmm. thing. Okay. So we want to give some practical tips and we're thinking these are just a list of some things that we would just challenge you. First of all, take time to really ask the Lord how he's made you and what you have to offer and how you can truly invest and build up this younger generation by investing and praying for and just giving away what you've been given. I would say be available. One of the big ones is learn the language of the younger generation. I mean, <laughs> Leah, like we laugh when I watch people on social media and I see all the different words you use, bay and Billy <laughs> and all these things. I'm like, what does that even mean? <laughs> I know. I feel like even I'm, I'm 24 and I'm still learning language that I didn't know. I was hanging out with a girl last week and she was like, this person is such a sweat. Have you ever heard this? <laughs> no, no. Okay. Well, it's it, calling someone a sweat means that they've worked really hard. This uh-huh. little lingo is like so fun it to is, learn, It is, but like even sometimes I feel a little out of touch with kids in high school or whatever. Um, but learning that language, like is such a good connecting point to let them know that you're you're not above using things that they are familiar with, you know? Yes. So there's, oh, I even learned another one. You can say something like, sheesh. You have to kind of... <laughs> I, I, I use that. That's one of mine. Sheesh. Yeah. So I didn't know it came back. Well, no, oh. I keep asking Isabel, can I just make up words and, and have a meaning for them that makes no sense at all? And she she tells yes, me, no, can. I can't. Well, <laughs> she's my 13-year-old, so... <laughs> The 13-year-olds make this and then and they teach us, right? But it's so funny just to see like the language. Well, what is sheesh? Oh, yeah. Sheesh. <laughs> but you have to say it high-pitched. And it can be like, it can it has like two different meanings. I'm learning if you say it low-pitched, it's like, oh, dang, what a bummer. But if it's high-pitched, it's like, shoot, like hot dang. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And Elizabeth, if I'm saying this wrong, I'm so sorry. (laughs) I love it. I mean, it's so awesome. I've had some of the best conversations even with you. It's like, what does this mean? And, you know, Mm -hmm. teach us. Like, keep me. If I'm saying something, tell me that is like the work. Don't say that. You know, just Mm -hmm. help me Mm -hmm. in my language so I can connect. So it's awesome. Yeah. And like you were saying, just learning from one another then. It's like if we can learn their language and speak their language a little bit, but at some level help them to ask the question into, mm-hmm. like, what is deeper than that? You know, what you were saying with just keeping that that conversation superficial, what they can glean from us as we speak their language is how to take that to a little bit deeper level. Yeah. So much. And really, that's one of the biggies on this to do, like, how to do this is to learn how to ask good questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so huge. Um, you want to initiate both ways. It's like, mm-hmm. it's 
it's a reciprocal relationship. And again, we've already mentioned this, but just truly just be patient with each other. Mm -hmm. Just believe the best in each other and just delight in each other. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think at the heart of all of those is like the Lord cultivating humility, Mm -hmm. right? We're going to be faithful on any of those things. Like, we need to learn how to be humble. Like yeah. It's got to be the Holy Spirit doing yeah. it. Just yeah. like in marriage, in these relationships, mm-hmm. we can't do it on our own. We have to rely on the Holy Spirit to do yeah. it through us. And to know it's not going to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. Like I think people yeah. think, well, if the Holy Spirit's going to be there, it'll, they'll make it comfortable. And I think that's just a cultural thing we hope is a reality because our culture says we deserve it. But it's not. It's going to be awkward sometimes when you're trying to engage. But don't quit and don't stop because it's not comfortable Continue to press in because the Lord has something so sweet and beautiful in that, even when it's a little bit tricky sometimes between the generations. Well, we are so grateful that you joined us today. This is so much fun to be in these conversations Mm -hmm. with you. And we just want to end. I want to mention three books, Giddy Up Eunice, Adorned, and Organic Mentoring, all three great resources to really dive deeper into this Mm -hmm. conversation. So as we continue to wrap up here, we just, we value relationships with people who are different than us. And we need to learn how to continue to cultivate that with one another. So as we go forward, our next series is gonna be all about this. We're gonna be learning from people who have walked through different seasons. Mm -hmm. And with a posture of humility, we're gonna learn some tips from them about how to walk through that ourselves, but also how to walk out that with other people. So stay tuned for that, we're so excited. Okay, that episode was so encouraging. I loved when we were talking about how being together is part of the Holy Spirit plan to sanctify us. Lisa said, living life together is the sanctifying process. If we are always with people that operate the way that we do, we miss out on sharpening each other and being the body of Christ. Are you kidding me? So good, I love that. We are better together, right? As you are processing these generational differences, maybe make a step towards somebody who's unlike you, right? And that is it for our last episode of the Generational Differences series. If these episodes blessed or encouraged you in any way, would you drop a review on Apple Podcasts? That just helps other people find us. And hit subscribe. We don't want you to miss any of these episodes because we genuinely believe that when we pursue discipleship and pursue intentionality in our life, the Lord works. Next up on the podcast, we are heading into a new series. Hit subscribe because I really don't want you to miss this. See you guys back next week.